Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be Gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode number 416 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 15th of October, 2022, at uh, 5.51 a.m. left coast, Pacific coast, coast of the most, Pacific Vegas time, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Sorry, I've been, I've got these allergies that are killing me. Crack Engineer Ivo Rolita over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Hi there, Ivor. Looking Ivor Molina looking very relaxed on vibes. Boop, 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 boop. That's nice, Ivor. Ivor, you're fired. Let's follow his directions, though. Arranged by special arrangement. Uh, Sessions Gorilla on Box of Mana. General de Gaulle, an accordion. Legs Larry Smith on vibes. Intro and the outro, by the way. You know, 
that would of course make it for our sequel friends 2022 10 15 0552 we're going to break the format because I'm now two weeks off my meds and the physical withdrawal phase is predominantly over but See, my medication it's it, 28 years of it um it's a multifunctional medication for me. It serves as an antidepressant and an antipsychotic as well. And generally makes me a tolerable human being capable of holding a single thought. Well, We've dispensed with all of that. Isn't that right, Ivor? Ivor, you're fired, by the way. No, that's that's not the lack of medication talking. Oh, you've got mail. That's right. That's you, Ivor. Yeah, it's your pink slip. Get the fuck out of here. Useless piece of shit. I mean, Ivor, you've been an invaluable member of our team. We hate to see you go. We're breaking the format this week. We're only going to talk about one game. And not even a game that I've played a super huge amount of. I've only played three hours of it. But what a game. So, let's begin with our feature. I've always set the, you know, based on with the feature thing. Yeah, we're doing it right up top. It'll be a shorter show, but... I'm going to take you on a tour. Come with me. What do you think? Oh, my God. It's Melivian's Melivian! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. Melivian! So my friends and fellow neighbors. I know that the most pressing issue facing all of us apart from the availability of oxygen, the limitations and, you know, supply chain kinks inherent to maintaining a decent supply of food and comestibles necessary for sustaining life here in the furthest reaches of suborbital space so close and yet so far from our homeworld I know that these existential matters are always at the forefront of our minds along with our relationships with our associated factions But I think that there's something more fundamental, whatever faction you might belong to. More fundamental and more important and more crucial to our survival, whether it be with each other or without each other. You know, I know that there are some of you who are more antisocial than the rest of us here in suborbital space. The Great War put a placed a huge tax 
not just on human life, but on human dignity. And so, I know some of you were born out here. Some of you fled out here. Some of you were assigned postings out here. We don't necessarily need to work together. In fact, we generally work at cross-purposes. Believe me, I am fully aware of this fact. But I want to remind all of us, whatever faction you belong to, whatever side of the war your grandparents were on or your parents whether you've ever set foot on earth or were born out here I want to remind you all that one thing binds us all together one fundamental truth does not unite us but does make us part of a family as dysfunctional as it may be frequently prone in fact constantly prone in fact defined by its own fractious relationships with its siblings its cousins, its parents its daughters, its sons its grandchildren all of us are here now among the stars there will be no help from earth whether you knew it perhaps as an infant or whether you've only dreamed it as told to you being born in suborbital gravity so many of us have been whether you understand the basis of the conflict that drove us out here there is one fundamental truth among all of us that we can all agree on and that fundamental truth is what we do now we do for ourselves we do not this old earth bullshit is dead it does not exist here what we do now we do for ourselves meaning our captain our crew and anyone who gets in our way anyone who tries to stop us anyone who tells us a yes 
or no, will meet the same brutally bloody answer unleashed by our furious rage, our rapacious greed, our endless need, our insatiable lust for the tiniest comforts. We are willing to deny all any of these things if we ourselves can take them. I know much has been made lately of this preposterous simulation this trivial entertainment this new thing called a video game which is a bizarre sick and sordid detailed sort of simulation a simulacrum of our daily struggles against each other against the elements against the remnants of empires that are either long dead or have abandoned us here to our suborbital plight where we will fight not for glory not for king, not for country not for some scrap of worthless land, not for some fucking stupid farmable resource that can be traded and sold out and genocided and destroyed and lines redrawn pleasantly on maps by deranged dictators in bunkers who have grown so detached from their own populaces, their own population, their own people, their own cause, that they are the prisoners. We here as marauders we fight for ourselves for each other for our captain and for our brother and sister crewmates that alone is our gravity there is no geopolitical what geopolitics We've been abandoned, exiled, expunged. Some driven, some volunteered, some born, some migrants. We have no more countries here in space. Our only agenda, self-preservation the maintenance the everlasting vigilance required to maintain that freedom once upon a time once upon a time there was an American politician long before these countries fell and long before the factions that more 
adequately characterize the remnants of the cascading bones of their decaying skeletons as they stretch like long ghostly fingers into the stars. There was there was an American politician who said that there were four freedoms not guaranteed by the American Constitution, not codified in written word, but so enshrined in the very ideological DNA of that country. They were the four freedoms. Freedom from want. Freedom from fear. Freedom from suffering. And freedom from tyranny. Out here among the stars, these almost hundred years now since the Great War, where we saw mankind destroy itself on the planet below us while we wage our never-ending struggle here in the stars. We have all four of those freedoms. Not for country, not for king, not for dear leader, not for some fascistic puppet detached in a bunker as he declares nuclear war and privation and suffering and genocide. No. We here among the stars we know what we fight for and we have all four of those freedoms. Many people call us pirates. Some of us choose the more politically opportune nomenclature uh, privateers or freelance security or salvage operators. We require no license beyond our own force our own wits, our own intelligence, our ears, our eyes, our ability to breathe and to take what we need or what we want from anyone who dares to stop us. These privateers, these salvage operators, these petty pleasantry broken down mindless cogs these these are our victims they are already in their own metal coffins sure as shit the same as we they have the same chances 
We offer no quarter. We offer no treaty. We offer no rationale other than brute force. <sighs> brute force and our own ability to reason beyond brute force meaning by virtue of having no warrior code no national allegiance no failed oligarchical kleptocratic bullshit no self-destructive megalomaniacal dear leader issuing codes from a bunker no genocidal maniac we fight for our captain our crew and ourselves groups of four political ideology is a thing of the past now that it's I mean it's almost 1999 and here we are 80 years exiled 80 years exiled does not matter whose facility it is that we raid and breach and clear and loot and pick clean as the skeletal fucking remnants of a failed ancient way of life that is so alien to us it doesn't matter whose flag is on that on that airlock when we breach we breach to clear and take what we want what we need what you have stand in front of us we will destroy you stand beside us we will betray you betray us we will find you and let it be known that even now here from this rust bucket from the bridge of this rust bucket dubbed the dead girlfriend know that there is no tactic no technique no hook or crook nor lack of wit or stealth or treachery or strategic genius or tactical luck or amount of sacrifice that can be drawn from our numbers that will save you even now from the bridge of this single ship with me as your captain 
Skooky Sprite. I invoke the words of another dead American who was to my mind my politics are of no importance the end of my gun is the only thing that matters I am forced to remember the words of a very effective military leader from the great war which spawned this ascent into the stars which gave birth to the immense panoply of wealth which we plunder and savage as our birthrights I am forced to recall the words of General Patton. When asked, I reviewed, I have reviewed the holotapes. I have read the books. I've read the accounts. When journalists asked General Patton why he so frequently when leading armored columns of mechanized infantry. Similar somewhat to the beautiful state-of-the-art starships which we pilot, but driven on land I know land, what a crazy concept. As if land mattered. Driven by soldiers and surrounded by soldiers on foot, combined mechanized infantry. Why did General Patton, a journalist, once asked, why do you ride? Why do you insist on riding in front of these columns when you can be assassinated at any moment by any sniper's bullet? And he looked at the journalist and he said, you're forgetting the fundamental command in this man's army is follow me. Welcome, my friends, to the world of Marauders. Marauders is a crazy fucking brilliant game. And I had my problems with it. I'm only three hours in. This is not a full review. This is just a getting to know you kind of love tap. So we're going to talk about it for about 10, 15 minutes, and then we're going to end the show. Marauders takes place in a counterfactual alternate history in which no one really knows what happened on Earth, but World War II never ended. And so using World War II technology 
and basic rocketry and you know a little bit of science fiction whatever but it's very realistic it's a first person squad based player versus player looter shooter that's meant to be played with a squad but I've been playing it solo it brings together all of the things that originally made Counter-Strike over 22 years ago so fucking great with persistent looter shooter RPG elements a general pseudo procedurally generated like your encounters are not things that you choose you don't know really what you're gonna be up against until you're there wherever you go there you are with a lot of realistic World War II first person shooter elements in a terse tight incredibly intense unbelievably well developed taught never the same thing twice kind of game it's kind of like imagine if you took the best elements of payday 2 and crossed them with the best elements of counter strike all in a free form thing with upgradable uh, upgradable equipment all driven around two basic premises it's almost like also if you threw in Duskers into that that is very much what this game is like but it's a first person shooter so I'm going to just give you some lessons about Marauders and you can decide when you're going to join me as a crewmate on my rust bucket known as the dead girlfriend and experientially you will decide that this is the game for you lesson number one when you die during a raid you lose everything you have so lesson one is don't die lesson number two you start with $65,000 which you can use to trade every 15 minutes with an endless rotating uh, series of randomly selected faction crew members each one has their own specialized focus you can buy endless copies of their equipment each individually provided that you have inventory space enough to do so don't die and you will quickly accrue a huge wealth of equipment die as I did many, many many times all your kills all the loot you acquired all the experience points for leveling up your character they die with you along with everything in your inventory 
never to be seen or heard from again. You are a corpse on a derelict. So, what does this look like? Well, we'll we'll talk more about that in a moment. Lesson number three. (laughs) Man, my allergies are killing me. Lesson number three. You play this game with speakers all the way up. Why? In any raid, and we'll talk about what a raid actually means in a moment. In any given raid, after you breach the airlock and you are in the raid, it's you and your crew against whatever NPCs might be there but generally speaking, what's worse than the NPCs are the other crews that are raiding. So, lesson number five. Always remember your airlock designation. Only the captain of your ship can open that airlock to exfiltrate out of the raid. If your captain is killed, you have to find his corpse and get the captain's fob that unlocks the airlock to your ship. Or, we'll get to the or a little later. These locations for the raids, you don't get to pick what's there when you decide to take the helm of whatever ship you're piloting with your crew or no crew. I've been playing solo for three hours now. I have done... I've killed a lot of people. It was only until last night that I learned really how to play the game effectively. Solo. Wise. When the airlock opens, first thing you do is you make sure that no one is lurking outside. There are all different kinds of places that you will raid. You will raid capital ships. You will raid working mines. You will raid failed prisons. You will raid secure military installations, um, heavily guarded. You will raid financial institutions generally those are mines they have a vault in their center and getting into the vault offers the potentiality for untold amounts of loot all this is done in the first person you have a limited supply of oxygen depending on your equipment you have a limited supply of health in terms of like actual sustained damage that you can take before you need to actually use a bandage if you have one or bleed out and die if you spend too long in a raid trying and these places can be maze like and are three dimensional and beautiful in their glorious ruin and World War II era psychotic alternate 1999 uh, 
futuristic dereliction with World War II weaponry, you will begin to run out of oxygen. If you can't find your way back to your own airlock, which is a more common problem than any of us would like to admit, and you're under fire, don't panic. Just prepare to die. You will run out of air. You can hide. You can run. So what happens? Here, 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 here's some essential tips other than the rules. One. If you're raiding solo, take nothing with you. On your rust bucket, that's the principal ship that you start with. It is your pirate ship. It is your raider. The rust bucket cannot be destroyed. I mean, it can be destroyed and you can be killed. It can also be taken over by other marauders. But it will be replaced immediately. You can never lose your rust bucket. It's impossible. It will just give you another one. Same thing with your life. Now, that means your items, the things that you carry with you on a raid, are more important than your life. Meaning, if you get killed with top-notch gear, you're dead. And if you're raiding solo, and this is how this is how you learn. Now I learned at least. Much, much better to have a crew with you. Whether or not you run into other players, you always have to assume that every time you go into a raid there are going to be other players whether there are other players there yet or not we won't talk about the breaching phase of like actually getting into the facility that you're going to raid like mating with the airlock and everything but there is space combat in between the second you take the helm of whatever ship you have let's hope it's the rust bucket bam you join an instance of marauders, meaning a pocket of space that is a central raiding target with multiple airlocks, sometimes more, sometimes less, sometimes defensive systems, frequently other players lurking in other ships waiting just for someone like you to make a dead run at one of those uh, hangar, hangar bays meaning an airlock okay we won't discuss ship damage and stuff like that extensively but let's say it's just you so you go to raid it'll say you don't have anything equipped you have no weapons equipped ignore that when you spawn in the pocket you will be in your ship in the first person your ship looks like a submarine the rust bucket has a very simple layout. Immediately 180 degrees behind you, beneath the central uh, post that makes up the center between the uh, upper bulkhead and the lower bulkhead, immediately when you spawn, 180 degrees behind you, behind that post is a table. On that table will be a World War II pistol, a box of ammo, 
for said World War II pistol and a harness. This harness is a multifunctional harness. Inventory management is crucial to the loot goblin, mad loots, shooter looter, terror experience that you're about to embark on. These should be the only things you take with you until you get very, very confident obeying three simple rules. Anyway, then you go back to the the uh, the cockpit, periscope up, you fly in third person, you dock your ship with whatever the uh, facility target is, big giant glowing um, airlock docking stations indicate where you can dock fly up close to one of them without getting destroyed by other marauders player versus player or defense mechanisms, MPC turrets, etc dock with the blah. So now you close the periscope automatically once you docked. You go down your steps. You go to the airlock. You press the uh, pressurization button. And then you open the airlock. And that begins the raid. From this point on, you should only have in your inventory until you get good. You should be able to do like should do like five of these if you're especially if you're solo. You do not want to waste the sixty five thousand dollars that you have on equipment that you will not know how to use effectively, etc. So, number one thing: airlock opens the giant gears. Bam you are now in the raiding location. Other people might already be raiding it. Other players. These can be very linear. They can also be fucking enormous and cavernous and maze-like with multiple levels and can be super easy to get lost in. This is why you only take until you're very comfortable. By the way, when you die, which you will, you're only going to lose that pistol, which you're only taking with you basically as an emergency countermeasure. That little box of ammo and that harness, all of which will be replaced on the same table on your rust bucket. And if you lose your rust bucket somewhere along the way, it doesn't matter. It will also be replaced along with said items. This is like $2,000 worth of gear, which at the beginning is it's not very effective and you won't be very effective unless you're very stealthy. So now we have to operate towards three rules. First rule, if you're alone and you've never played the game before and you're terrified, turn up your speakers. When the airlock door comes up, you want to corner lean from one corner without moving while crouched and just take a look-see as much as you can 
to make sure there's no one immediately lying in ambush for you. Then you want to take your first steps while crouched, making it harder for them to hear your footsteps against the metal catwalks, gratings, and bulkheads that characterize the interior spaces of every every uh, looting raid that you'll do. The sound you make is what will get you killed. Second to that, panic is what will get you killed. So, you take your first steps while crouched. I would put crouch to toggle. That's how I play it. I'm breaking all my rules in terms of carpal tunnel. I refuse to play this game with a gamepad. It is almost impossible to... You can't do both corner leans on a gamepad yet. The game is still in early access. It is a phenomenal game. It is also the most intense game since Duskers. And this is a first-person fucking shooter. A tactical first-person looter shooter where you have no idea what is waiting for you on the other side of the airlock. Frequently? Anyway, so take your first steps out of the airlock. Immediately do a 180 turn. Look up at the plate above your airlock. It is a digital fucking reader board. Dot matrix. It will tell you the name of your airlock. There is no map. Remember this designation. You will need it to escape alive. There is another way out, though. We'll talk about that in a moment. So, that's the fir- We just covered the first rule. And you're still crouched. You are not running. You made sure that there's no one immediately outside of the airlock. This should take... You don't want to hesitate. You should take three seconds tops to just take a sneaky peek out of a corner peek from the corner of the airlock. Then you take your first steps to 180, memorize the airlock designation. That's where your rust bucket is. Always in the back of your mind, as you explore whatever labyrinthine hell is ahead of you, always remember your to not get disoriented the best way to do this is to always think of that airlock as being behind you the rest of the ship always in front of you this can become impossible when I say ship I mean like the interior raid space these places can be labyrinthine if you hear gunfire by the way second after you've checked the airlock designation get the fuck out of there as quietly as possible and get anywhere other than there because that is where players will ambush you and gank you and murder you and if you're alone that's it, that's the end of your run no experience 
no loot, nothing. If you die, you lose all experience. You have to survive a raid to gain experience. And there are benefits to leveling your character up. Rule number two. Always try to keep in the back of your mind that airlock behind you. As you move forward, up or down, or right or left, different facilities have different shit going on in them. Some of them have more or less NPCs. If you're very lucky, it will only be NPCs. More often than not, you will be interceding in someone else's raid. Maybe not just one other cruise raid, maybe several cruises' raids, while they're all fighting NPCs and each other. You will hear gunfire, but here's the number one the second most important rule that you need to remember you need to listen and you need to conserve your noise so you don't want to walk anywhere you want to crouch walk everywhere until you especially if you hear gunfire there are two benefits to this one it makes you much less noisy for other players to hear and for NPCs to hear. Other players are obviously way more dangerous than NPCs. You won't know the difference, though, for the most part. Um, I've, I've done about 20 raids. I've, I've killed a lot of people the first 10, I lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of resources. I looted a lot of shit. I looted a lot of very valuable shit. I never could get off the goddamn... I could never get out of the raid because I would lose my airlock and I would panic or I would start running out of oxygen or someone would come up behind me and gank me. This is the most important thing about Marauders. If you're alone, if you don't have a crew... If you have no backup, you listen. You listen to the gunfire. If you hear it in the distance, you try to stereo in your mind's eye. Imagine where that gunfire is. Whether or not you know the pattern of the facility or the place that you're raiding, it doesn't matter. That direction is going to be true. The thing you listen for most of all are footsteps. People are running, they make a huge amount of noise. Metal boots on metal surfaces will get you killed. Freezing in the, you know, obviously don't freeze in doorways, don't freeze in windows. Doors and windows make a perfect picture frame. Always try to get out of the way. Always while crouched. Always while being silent. Because all you have is a pistol. 
All of which means nothing, because you can die and you will get all this shit back. Eventually, once you start doing successful raids, only raiding this way will just yield so much benefits. So, rule number two, the most important, probably the most important rule, you listen for footsteps. Stereophonically, they will tell you where your enemy is. It's difficult to discern if they're below you or above you in multi, you know, floored regions that are open area, like stairwells and stuff. But you will know the direction that those footsteps are coming from. So you'll know there's a guy somewhere on my right. You'll be able to tell by the rapidity of the footfalls if they're running. Sometimes you can judge just by virtue of a little patience, a little controlled terror, a little gut check, and a lot of stealth. Sometimes you can figure out if they're running to find someone like you or if they're running from a firefight or if they're running towards a firefight. You can also use these auditory cues to mislead people who want to destroy you, which is everybody. Meaning, it can sometimes be beneficial to reveal a position by uncrouching and full-on running only if you know exactly where you're going. Like, if there's a door and you can see the see the door and you think this guy is to your left the door is to your right down a hallway you want to lure him into that little hallway well bam you floor it and then you crouch before you open the door so you open it silently get behind the door close the door and then listen hopefully no one comes up behind you and ganks you you're alone you take your chances Third most important thing. If you can't get back to your airlock, let's say you've killed all the NPCs. Let's say you got lucky and you ended up in a facility that only has NPCs and you kill them, you loot everything, by the way. Looting also makes a sound. I'm pretty sure looting makes a sound. Be sure to bring a bag with you if you can. But let's say you kill someone or find a corpse. Loot the corpse. Swap out their guns for your pistol. Put your pistol in your inventory. Whatever. Throw it away. It does not matter. Whatever weapon they have is better than your pistol if they have ammo still and you can see you'll get very attuned the game is very detailed it will show you how much ammo is in a weapon you can also unload the ammo from a weapon but I'm presuming that we're alone and we want to be moving like this as silently as possible we want to be clicking and clicking and clicking until we hear footsteps or gunfire if we hear gunfire then we want to hear footsteps. 
and you want to be out of the way of where the footsteps are going to be. That's how you get the drop on other people and you can gank them with that shitty pistol. You put fucking three rounds into the upper chest of anybody unless they've got really good armor. If it's an NPC, they're going to die. You also have to be aware of how much ammo you have because generally you only have one clip of ammo. Eventually, as you acquire a stockpile of resources and stuff, you'll be able to deploy with more than one clip of ammo. Be sure to reload your weapons, especially if you unload them to organize your ammo. Ammo is clearly visible. The type of ammo that every weapon takes is clearly visible. These are all World War II guns. They range from the 1911 uh, to the Luger to, um, I'm talking about pistols here exclusively. You have uh, the MP40. You have a grease gun. You know, uh, uh, German, the the German army, the, the Wehrmacht's favorite fucking great, great submachine gun. It spawned the entire idea of a submachine gun. Um, big clip Thompsons. All the way to weird experimental shit for the um, SAS and special forces, especially for the British, they have this weird rifle that uses 9mm ammunition, so uses pistol ammunition but it's a rifle and it's very deadly anyway whatever you can find you loot it you search every container you click on the question marks in the lootable container after you open it it'll take a moment and then it will reveal the item and if you have space in your inventory take the item rule number three And this was such a revelation to me. Do not be greedy. And do not be ashamed of only walking in to a... Once you can fucking talk with a place and you pop open that airlock and you make sure that it's relatively safe and you're in there, you check the airlock name, always do this every time. It's important. Because you will need to... there will be other ships when you get caught in a crossfire between two uh, you will need to find your airlock but anyway sorry I've been doing a course for Udemy on card magic and one of the things is repetition specifically of the actual techniques specifically on a constant basis so I'm sorry if I'm breaking this down pedantically I'm off my medication and I'm getting hot flashes and I'm sweating bullets and I'm losing my fucking mind. But trust me, you're going to want to know the name of that airlock. Sometimes it'll have a useful designation like barracks or, you know, like some something that like can be easily identified with. Other times it'll be like 5C. It might be 20 different airlocks four of them might be occupied by other fucking... I mean, it... (laughs) 
it's a trip. And you can't open any of those other airlocks unless you kill the captain of that ship at that airlock and get their fob. Then you can steal their ship. The nice thing about the rust bucket, even if people jack your ship, if your ship gets destroyed, if you get killed, you will always have a new rust bucket. You will never be without a ship. And on that ship will always be your inventory for the rust bucket does not extend to other ships. But on top of that, even better, will be a fresh new pistol, fresh box of ammo, and a fresh harness. So, the number three most important thing, and this is something that I wish the game really did a better job of explaining. Say you can't find your airlock. Let me give you the scenario that I was in last night. I think it was a mine, but there were there was a, a crew that was trying to break open the vault, and I accidentally... I. I killed a couple of people. You want to be quiet as possible when you kill anybody. Ideally, if you're alone, you need to consider the noise value of killing someone versus sneaking past them. And if you sneak past them, you need to know if they're going... If they were looking for you, if they're another player which you'll never really know until you either survive or die. Really, like, it's it's weird. It doesn't show you their names. There is no map. But you get a pretty good sense of, after you've done, like, you know, 20 or some odd raids, you get a pretty good sense of what the, the interiors of most of these places are like. They're not all the same. They're frequently a little bit different just enough to fuck with you some of them are very complex like some of them are fucking 20 aircraft hangar fucking airlock mechanized tank infantry fucking behemoths abandoned military outposts or prisons that have been overthrown or actively maintained or sometimes the fucking lunatics are running the asylum. The NPCs can be very heavily armed, very lightly armed. NPCs are always easier to kill than other players because other players are almost always working with a full crew. Meaning you kill one, you invite the rest. Unless you can do it quietly in a way where you're never entirely safe or sure. You will be on pins and needles during every raid. But let me give you the scenario that happened to me last night. And then I'll I'll post this and I'll see you on the dead girlfriend. You will join my crew. You will. You will. Because it's better together. Here's the thing. Last night, I'm doing this iridium mining thing, and I, I'm looting all these dead guards and other dead players and shit, and I'm getting all this stuff. Put in my inventory. That's, by the way, that's rule number three, is don't be greedy. If you get something good, like right out the gate, 
fucking go back to the airlock and just fucking run away. Forget it. You know, when you're starting out and if you're solo, that is the way to do it. That's the way to get experience. It's a way to build up a fortune. Money equals power. Experience equals more crafting recipes up until level 40, at which point you have the option to prestige, which gives you permanent uh, stat upgrades and permanent stuff, but you have to start from level 1 again, which is great. These independent developers, the guys who are behind Marauders, they have made a magnificent game. So, rule number one is, you know, remember your airlock and listen and don't make any noise that, you know, block. Rule number two, don't be greedy, especially if you're alone. Rule number three, always part of rule number one and two is always remember your airlock. Always try to keep that in your mind's eye oriented behind you. Listen for footsteps. Don't make them. If you do make them, make them on purpose. The NPCs are easily fooled. Other players are also easily fooled if you lure them into traps. Frequently, three people will try to loot the main location in any place that has like a main location like a vault or whatever and you can go to YouTube and find out what those locations look like and the types of specialized equipment that are required to break in to such untold fucking horrendous stores of wealth and resources the likes of which no single human being could carry out on their own which is why we do not concern ourselves with these until we have a crew and even then always better to get the fuck out of Dodge. You get a little something something that's kind of good bam you got a little something something that's kind of good gives you experience points. You live, you get back to that airlock, pop open that airlock, you get in your fucking air, you shut the airlock down and you then have to exfiltrate with your ship you have to fly your ship to the exfiltration gate. Last night I ended up my seventh run of last night. I only had a pistol, but I killed an NPC. I got a submachine gun. Um, It had like six rounds of ammo in it. It was fine. That's more than enough. It's better than the Luger that I had. Um, I'm looting and I'm hearing just constant gunfire all up ahead. It's very distant but it's hard to tell the distance of gunfire in the game because you're essentially always in a metal you're always in a submarine of one size or another. Some of these are built into asteroids. Some of these are enormous facilities. Some of them are capital ships. Some of them are military installations. Some of them are prisons. Some of them are all sorts of shit in between. So it's always difficult to judge just how far away gunfire is, but you can tell where it's coming from. Like, which direction is a firefight happening in? I misjudged. And I had a huge haul 
I had a $10,000 item. I, I got a, uh, a drop parcel and I had a sack bag that could fit it. Normally, people will try if they have a full crew, they're going to be heavily armed. Normally, they will have one person who lingers behind them, who's like a, a chaser who listens for footsteps and fights off anyone who's going to sneak up on the main group while they try to break open the vault or do whatever the fuck is going on ahead. This is sound, sound strategic philosophy, by the way. But that means you can eliminate that chase guy. These are other players. If you get the drop on them with just a pistol, you can fucking eliminate them. Three rounds in the back of the head always seems to work. If you're on their right, they're not clearing their corners and you're crouched, you are hard to see. Everyone's wearing a fucking gas mask from World War II, by the way. Style points are off the charts in this game. But it's really the sound and the graphics and the, the weapons and and the unbelievable chaos that can occur randomly, such as in this scenario from last night. I got around the chase guy, but there were all these NPCs. And so what ended up happening was I ended up getting pressed up against if you could see them, there is no map but I could see the map in my mind just from the audio that I was hearing there are three guys up ahead who are trying to break open the vault there are a lot of NPCs and they're fighting the guys trying to open the vault either NPCs or another crew so there's two crews one or more crews behind me imagining always behind you is the airlock if you to your ship if you drew a straight line an imaginary straight line because it's never straight there is the chase guy the the fourth guy who's like running security for the other three guys but they're in a firefight and I end up getting pressed right I managed to dodge the chase guy he never saw me but now I am kind of in between this massive firefight that's happening in front of me and all I want to do now is get back to my fucking airlock which I can't do because there's more NPCs behind me and that chase guy's behind me. Now these guys who are in front of me who I know are players because they're trying to break into the vault, they spot me. So I have to fucking run like smoke and oakum and I hide. And I hide so convincingly that they pass me and I see them I'm hiding behind a counter and I see them. No way in hell could I kill any one of them at all. These were heavily armored bad motherfuckers and they're hunting me. 
Meanwhile, their chase guy is still between me and my airlock. And now, as these guys go past me, because they think I'm running straight down that fucking hallway, and there's gunfire happening everywhere from the NPCs and whatever the fuck else is going on. But I'm behind this counter and I watch them all run by me. This is an oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh Oh, Jesus, they didn't see me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What am I going to fucking do? Moment, because now everyone is between me and the airlock to my ship. Which leads us to probably the best kept piece of intelligence I can give you if you're a solo raider in Marauders. Mr. Rogers always said, when you're in trouble, look for the helpers. When you're in trouble in Marauders, look for the red Look for the red circles. Frequently at the bottom of auxiliary stairwells, at the ends of halls, they are visible generally from a, quite a distance away. You just have to open your eyes and not panic and look for them. When you see one of those big red circles, you don't even need your rust bucket anymore. You break straight for one of those red circles. You press F to use it, and you're treated to the crazy spectacle. I mean, first-person view, jumping into an escape pod. You will leave your ship behind, but you won't lose any inventory. You'll get off of the raid location, which is the first step of escaping the raid with whatever loot you have and your life intact. We'll also refill your oxygen if you're running out of oxygen and you can't find your fucking airlock anymore or, as was my case last night, everyone and their mother is fucking combing every inch of space between you and your airlock and you're not going to be able to fight them look for the helpers look for the big red circles run right up to it hold down that F key and bam miniature airlock and you will fucking monkey bar yourself right into that cockpit which is one seater and you will rock it off of the lootable location now you are in space. You have one task left, which is to get to the exit of the raid area. These look like um, big orange hyper jump tube kind of things. I mean, we don't have to deal with the science of that. Uh, your escape pod is super fast. You can also use your escape pod to breach other players' vessels directly and commandeer their ships provided that you kill their captain and take the fob and gain control of the ship and kill all the crew 
that's a great way to upgrade your ship. I tried it once. Didn't work out so well for me. I took too much damage. I didn't have any bandages. Breaching that way with the escape pod is the only way to commandeer a ship that's not docked. You know, blah. And you have to kill everyone on board, which can be troublesome. But you can have, I think you can have multiple escape pods attack at once. So you can breach. I think this is true. I think this is true. I'm not sure. Anyway, don't worry about that. Worry about getting your ass to the fucking exit of the loot zone. Then everything you have is yours. Same thing applies, by the way. You should get very good and memorizing your docking, your airlock, and being able to get back to your ship and flying your ship to the same location. Escape pods are very fast. They are hard to hit, but it only takes one hit, and the escape pod's toast. If you have a crew on your ship, and you're not docked in the loot location, you're not, like, attached to an airlock, you're just, like waiting for people to show up and make a run for the for for the loot location or for the the uh, exit area of the pocket if you have more people than just one they can be on the other periscopes which allow them to independently control and aim the turrets while you pilot the ship very similar to Guns of Icarus. So far, three hours in, this is the most intense player versus player looter shooter I may have ever played. It brings together a lot of the best aspects that made Counter-Strike originally so great. And this is not a review. This is just a feature. Game is still in early access. They're still rolling out features. But the amount of equipment, craftables, inventory management, crew management, the realism, the fact that it all happens in first person, the science fiction dystopian counterfactual pseudo-World War II weaponry and costume design atmosphere and the amazing sound and graphics and the incredibly intense combat and looting and the overall game cycle the pattern that you go through to loot any, you know, to do any operation is so taut and exciting and fluid it and also like just being able to play it solo if you're really careful really stealthy and the secret knowledge of knowing that you can't lose your rust bucket Everything that's on your rust bucket, by the way, will always be on your next rust bucket. So, you don't have to worry. That's not true for other ships, though. Everything else, you will lose everything if you lose that ship. I think that's how it works. 
but also the escape pods the ability to play it with a crew the ability to on pins and needles really fucking loot your way through a post-apocalyptic scrap fest in suborbital space is so exciting and intoxicating and the combat when you get your first kill trust me you're going to you're going to remember it and the exceptional sound it is already in early access it is probably the best game that I've played that does require player versus player combat if you're if you're very lucky you you won't end up your first couple of runs you'll just encounter NPCs and they're they're not easy to kill they will kill you if you panic fire if you don't aim I mean it's easy to blow through your entire clip and that's all you have eventually you can get a knife and stuff and you can upgrade your equipment you can modify your guns and shit there's a whole skill tree and there's craftables you can scrap your excess pistols if you only just acquire them from doing a ra- every time you start a raid there will always be that pistol, the harness and the box of ammo it's phenomenal I look forward to your time before the mast on the dead girlfriend. My name is Skooky Sprite. You can call me Captain Skooky Sprite. Join me. And we won't bring order to the galaxy. We'll bring it to its knees. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week. S-K-O-O K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E Anytime I play, I open a crew with no password. (laughs) Tell me, tell me, tell me your literal or figurative vagina is not super moist at hearing this recounting of our dystopian adventures with no country, no flag, no faction. Just you and me, baby. We fight for our captain and each other. Man, it's heady stuff. Cheers. Thanks for listening. You want to know what they accomplished living up there in a tin can for five months? Because of men like these, we've taken the first step off this little planet. The trip to the moon was just to walk around the block. We're going to the stars. You little small town pissant. Men will be killed in this effort, just as they're killed in cars and airplanes and bars and in bed. What is Are you sure you want to say that, sir? After receiving the host, marauding choir boys, half drunk on the blood of Christ, stalk unwary pensioners and seek havoc. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there.
There is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. It's fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.